Blog Talk Radio. Well, we'd like to welcome all our listeners to the Perkins platform. Thank you for joining us again this month. I am the host, Brian Perkins, and uh just like to welcome everyone um, to this platform. It's a discussion forum uh, with educational leaders from all over the country in a variety of, of jobs and, and roles. Um, today's guest we have with us is Ms. Betsy Landers, who is the president of the uh, Parent Teacher Association. Welcome, Betsy. Thank you, Dr. Perkins. I'm excited to be with you today. Well, glad to have you. Uh, To our guests, first-time listeners, we have uh, a really straightforward uh, format here. We spent about 20, 25 minutes with our guests um, talking uh, about some of the issues related to uh, education, and then we spend, we have about five to seven minutes, we open up for our callers um, uh, to call in and discuss whatever's on their mind related to what we're talking about. Uh, get your pins, but the number is 347-826-9029, and at the end of the show, we'll um, open up the lines. But we're going to jump right in and have Betsy tell us a little bit about her organization and some of their major initiatives. Would love to. PTA is an association that is considered the nation's largest and oldest child advocacy organization. Uh, We have millions of members nationwide. We also have representation in Europe with our Department of Defense schools. So we really encompass parents everywhere. Our primary focus is advocacy. We are a united voice speaking up on behalf of our children. We have a very long, rich history of successfully doing so. One of our cornerstone issues is parent engagement in schools, knowing how important that is to us as parents, but most especially for the success of our children. So you can find PTA in every state, in almost every community. Many of your listeners are probably aware of PTA, but maybe not all the things that today's PTA is involved in. Okay, yes, and I I can certainly remember the days that uh, my mother would would bring me along uh, with PTA meetings. I'm not sure whether or not it was a part of officially a part of PTA, but I know there's some differences, and people call them PTA uh, that are not necessarily associated with your organization, but um, certainly your organization has been around a long time and um, very familiar with your work. Um, and and certainly the the statement you made about uh, advocacy, I think, is is something that is uh, very important, um, particularly to uh, a lot of people who um, uh, are engaged in in the public education sector um, that don't necessarily have a voice um, and uh, speaking up for both parents and students uh, in this uh, endeavor. And so I want to spend just a few minutes um, talking about um, something that has been uh, in the national spotlight, and certainly from uh, it always seems to come up around um, some tragic uh, incidents that have happened in our schools over the last ten years or so, and that is the topic of bullying mm-hmm. and um, uh, I can remember, and I know i I have um, led a few discussion groups, and I often ask people to reflect back and and without fail, everyone is able to reflect on their uh, elementary school years and high school years and 
and uh, think about who the name of someone who was the bully, um, referred to as the bully in their class. And and so um, I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit. And um, this being such a nationally um, uh, prevalent problem in our schools, uh, there was a documentary uh, that was um, released last April. Um, I have uh, participated in facilitating some conversations with parents and students and administrators. Uh, one such um, screening was in the state of Connecticut where um, we uh, brought the groups to a movie theater and let them view the movie, and we had a discussion group afterwards. And one of the themes, though, that seemed to emerge from the parents was um, also consistent with what seemed to be to exist in the movie was that um, as parents um, spoke to administrators at all levels, te- at the teacher level, the parent, um, and even at the uh, district level uh, with the superintendent, in the movie it also described uh, and displayed where um, parents' voices were often unrecognized and unheard um, as they uh, pled their cases uh, for support for their for their children. Um, not certainly not painting a broad stroke across all of our um, colleagues out there that are are actually uh, addressing these issues, but it, it it certainly was a theme that rang out. Um, for us, even in the discussion groups, was that um, people didn't seem to take this seriously or as seriously as it should have been. And so I wanted to find out, are you hearing similar um, comments from your membership? Um, and if so, um, what what are, are you doing to address the problems uh, of bullying in schools? And you've hit on a topic that is, is most definitely on the minds of our parents, particularly in these first few months of the school year. Um, and parents absolutely play a pivotal role if we are going to create a healthy school environment that is free of bullying. I think oftentimes um, many of the programs are focused really at the middle school and, and, uh, senior, and high school level. Our program really encompasses everything from elementary through high school, knowing that if we really are going to attack this problem, we need to really focus a lot of our work in elementary school to attack the problem before it really um, multiplies. But as I said, it's only by working together. Uh, Collaboration really truly is critical because bullying happens everywhere. It's not just in school. It's online. It's in Texas. Our children are so mobile today. It's on social networks. So as parents, we really play a very real role in convening um, community conversations around building awareness of what is going on and how important this issue is, and in developing tactics and actions to really stop bullying in our community. Well, so it, well you know, if I may, if I may just interrupt for a moment, you brought up a, a really good point about uh, people's perceptions about uh, stopping bullying and um, is that um, back in 2008, uh, I'm certainly you're aware, some of the listeners may be aware that um, there, I uh, authored a research report in urban schools and one of the, the areas um, uh, around this uh, particular piece of research in school climate was on bullying and it and we asked um 
parents to respond to this statement. Teachers are able to stop someone from being a bully. And while um, a, a majority of parents said that they, they believe that teachers were able to stop, um, somewhere around 57% of them believe that teachers are able to stop someone from being a bully. But when we we looked at the kind of the other respondents, we found that about 28% of them said that they were not sure if they could, but about 15% said that they didn't think that teachers could stop someone from being a bully. And that survey was done in about, um, I guess, about 10 or 12 school districts nationally, about 10,000 parents. And so uh, there's certainly a cause for concern when when the adults um, who are are you know, kind of engaged in this and and need to have faith in the system are saying I just you know fifteen percent of them said I I don't think they can stop someone from being a bully so you know I, what do you think about that? Well, I think um, it's important to note that bullying doesn't always happen in the, on the schoolyard or inside the school, mm-hmm. and it happens um, at a playground down the street. It happens online, as I said, and it really, if we are to address the problem successfully it's really going to take not just parents but educators and concerned citizens in the community business leaders it's going to take all of us working together if we are really going to implement um, some prevention programs one of the ways we've addressed it is as an association is we launched an initiative that we call connect for respect offering ways that uh, parent groups ptas can address bullying head-on and and really serve to create solutions to curve it within their communities. Um, Connect for Respect really encourages um, community conversations um, and the kit um, that we provide online that's available really talks um, leaders through how to hold, host a conversation within their community to lead those critical conversations um, and how to address how it is exactly affecting their community. And then as as a community, as a school community, to develop solutions that they can implement collaboratively together. So everything, the initiative is everything from from truly defining what bullying is to how we as parents can ensure that our children don't become a bully because many times it's not that our children are bullied, that they themselves could be the bully. But we offer uh, five separate tip sheets on our web uh, page, which is pta.org, all about bullying prevention because it is something that we hear um, time and time again that is a, a huge issue with our parents. And PTA feels like if there is even one child that is being bullied, that's one too many. And so it is something that we have um really put a lot of effort into to encourage these community conversations so that everyone can be working together to make sure that we are implementing programs that really truly affect our communities and help our children. Thank you. Yes, that's um, um, just a reminder to our listeners, that's pta.org and um, a a large um, supply of uh, of tools to help um, the conversation. Um, thank you for that, uh, Betsy. Um, and just a reminder that um, we will be uh, accepting calls uh, in about 10 minutes. Uh, you can dial in 347 826 
347-826-9029. Again, 347-826-9029. We'll be taking calls on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, for those of you who just joined us, this is the Perkins Platform, um, a discussion forum uh, about uh, educational leadership issues in today's schools. Um, Betsy, so um, we, you know, as we've talked about bullying and and um, the the efforts that your organization are going through about bullying, um, it is to to prevent bullying. Uh, one of the things that comes to mind for me is about. Um, the parents who actually get involved, um, so it means that they 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 hear about connect for respect um, through their involvement um, but we as we know, there are a lot of parents um, that are not involved uh, uh, there and and the research has shown time and time again that um, uh, in schools where there's high the high levels of parental involvement uh, there is um, good academic uh, achievement um, there's a strong correlation between parental involvement and academic achievement in schools and um, and so um, can you tell us a little bit about your leadership training? Um, how do you how do you suggest that um, um, administrators and school district leaders go about engaging parents? What can they do um, um, other than the obvious to get parents involved? Well, you certainly hit on something that is our number one issue, and that's importance of. Um, not just parent engagement, but family engagement, because as as we can agree on, many many of our children today are being raised by grandparents or other members of their family. Um, and you touched on the research. I mean, it's actually 40 years of research. But the key to that research is that it's not just check the box um, outreach to parents that, that really makes the difference. It has to be meaningful. It has to be integrated into all of the school programs. And it has to be sustained year after year and throughout a child's life. And so, as you stated, it, it really does lead to academic success, and it, and it crosses all socioeconomic and educational backgrounds. So we know how important it is. And so a lot of our work and leadership um, and a lot of our information really talks to both um, educators and parents on how to improve the school so that all parents feel welcome. Um, and that does begin with just that. If we are to have parents uh, be active participants in their children's education, then schools have to begin by fostering a welcoming environment um, that offers clear communication to parents, and that's a two-way street. Communication has to be from the school to the home and the home to the school. But also to begin involving parents in the decision-making process. Um, and it all begins with partnership. And, and that is the, the key feature to all of this, is it is a shared responsibility. We're all need to be involved if we're going to ensure that our schools are providing the very best for our children. Otherwise, uh, we're really shortchanging them. So how can we really go about that? You, Your listeners may be aware, you may be aware that National PTA has six standards for family school partnerships. Um, this is based on research um, that we begun to look at in the late 90s, and we have uh, revised it as time has gone along, so it's very, very relevant. But it begins with the welcoming environment, and it goes through six steps um, we offer it's online. 
um, as you stated, our website, but we offer ways step-by-step and ways to assess the environment within your school and then a step-by-step um, encouragement on how to go about changing that. And it's welcoming environment. It's making sure that communication is clear and two-way. It's supporting student success so that the programs in the community, everyone is involved. Um, and it's also about the shared decision-making. So when you say, what are we doing, um, it's a lot, um, quite frankly, around our standards. We actually are instituting a new program that many of the educators that are listeners to your program would be interested in called Schools of Excellence, where we will be working with individual schools, their administrators and their PTA leaders, their parents, to ensure that their school environment is one of excellence where parents are welcome, parents are involved, the students are succeeding at the highest possible level. And those schools, um, we will help them one-on-one by offering suggestions and guidance, and then finally offering them the designation that they could be quite proud of as being a school of excellence. So that's just really a little bit of what we do. Um, Beyond that, we also have spent... um, the last few years educating our parents on how to increase student success through the use through Common Core State Standards. Um, we signed on um, in the very beginning understanding the importance in this mobile society of ours of, of this type of thing. So as you can see, across the board, this is definitely PTA's number one issue and one that mm-hmm. we provide a great deal of training and resources for. Okay. Okay. Well, it's interesting. I, I mean, those there are, there are a lot of uh, initiatives there that uh, really sound uh, that uh, like you've taken uh, parental engagement to a whole new level. Um, it's not the PTA of all where we're talking about spaghetti dinners and bake sales. Uh, this this sounds like true authentic engagement, um, especially as you talked about uh, shared decision making. Um, in that same study that I had referenced earlier, uh, what we think, um, uh, one, one point that you, you talked about, um, about uh, parents feeling welcomed at a school where um, as many as um, 17% of parents had uh, expressed that they didn't feel welcome at their child's school. And so I think um, it, it's certainly important for um, with these kinds of initiatives that um, leaders at the school level and even at the district level are aware that parents um, should uh, be inva- in, engaged in a way uh, beyond uh, just the you know the the peripheral uh, that they can actually play a role significant uh, to the operation of the school and I think that's that's uh, very very important so. Uh, thank you for your efforts along that way. Um, just want to remind uh, callers, feel free to call in at this time at 347-826-9029 as uh, the, national, the president of the uh, National PTA is with us, uh, Betsy Landers. Uh, Betsy, you know, um, uh, can you tell us a little bit also about uh, some of your national conferences? I know um, you have quite a few uh, members that gather annually and, and even some of your um, other special groups. Um, I know there is a, uh, an initiative to get more men involved. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, We do have a number of specialized initiatives. You mentioned our annual convention, which is always in June. 
Um, we do have um, a very strong focus on male engagement, understanding that it's not just enough anymore for mom to be involved or grandmother to be involved. It's We really need to get the men um men to understand that education is extremely important and by getting involved they are truly making an immense difference. Um, research has shown that if men are involved in their children's education in their lives that their their children are not going to just achieve academically but it also affects how they achieve their success socially as well as intellectually so we realize as an association our membership has just a little over 10 percent um, which is not enough, and we are definitely working at promoting that. We established what we refer to as the MORE Alliance a number of years ago, Men Organized to Raise Engagement. And we work with some of the thought leaders across the country, some of the male organizations across the country, um, to bring in the best ideas, to really serve as a facilitator so that we all are working toward the same goal, which is to educate uh, the men of the importance of being involved. You mentioned um, the male summit. We do have one coming up after the first of the year, and there will be thousands of men from across the country um, that will be addressing critical pieces of um, involvement and concerns as they see it from the um, from their perspective on on family engagement. So it's it's really such a critical area for us. Um, we do again have a an outline of uh, tip sheet on ways to get men involved, um, everything from how to make a relevant pitch about membership to how to um, ask, how to develop specific uh, messaging. But beyond our male engagement in our summit, which is, is one of our strong components, we also focus in on different areas as well. Um, we just finished, just completed our Emerging Minority Leaders Conference, here in the D.C. area um, last month, it was very successful, bringing in, again, hundreds of leaders from across the country that are recognized um, ethnic minority leaders to empower them, to educate them, to help them develop a, a plan to become more involved um, across their in their communities, within their states. Um, in addition to that, we will be having a youth summit at our convention this year, knowing that they're what we all work for, but uh, we're engaging our middle and high school students to help them begin to be the leaders that we all know that they are. So that's just a real quick overview of the things we do. But as far as men are concerned, definitely um, a focus area for us. Well, that it sounds like you. I mean, and especially as the president of that organization, um, you certainly have uh, a lot on your plate. So, um, congratulations to you and Thank you. and to all the great things that you're doing uh, with PTA. Um, and to the listeners, um, just want to um, thank you for listening in today. We uh, want to remind you about uh, next month's show. Um, next month, we have a uh, a very special. Uh, edition um, of of the Perkins platform, where we will have two guests joining us, um, actually from uh, right around where uh, Betsy is uh, um, a member of the PTA in Shelby County. Um, our uh, show next month 
will take place um, on uh, November 14th, again at 2 p.m. Uh, we have uh, two individuals joining us. Um, one is uh, Mr. David Pickler, who is the um, was the uh, president of the uh, Shelby County School System, and Mr. Martavius Jones from the Memphis City Public Schools. Um, our topic is um, uh, an interesting one, um, that uh, we have uh, a major school district in the United States that has been uh, uh, required to merge, and so we're going to be talking about Memphis on race, schools, politics, poverty, and taxes. So um, it should uh, make for a very lively discussion, and we want to invite you to join us um, for a, a whole hour uh, where we will have uh, Martavis Jones and David Pickler join us. Um, and so, again, thank you, a uh, very hearty thank you to uh, Betsy Landers, uh, president of the National PTA, uh, and to their organization for all of their efforts. And so, until next time, to all of our guests, Go well, stay well. Thank you, Betsy. Thank you very much.